Thank you for tuning in to the Behavioral Wealth Consulting Podcast, where our mission is to help you change your behavioral decisions by improving your financial literacy. If you want to live a more fulfilling life and get on track towards your long-term financial goals, it requires changing behaviors, developing a plan, and prioritizing your financial decisions. Now to your host and certified personal finance consultant, Richard Maricut. Hello, and thank you for joining another episode of Behavioral Wealth Consulting Podcast. I am your host, Richard Maricut. Uh, so we have a great show uh, today. You know, have you ever felt your emotions take over when either making a big purchase or if you had to invest a large amount of money towards something, or, or maybe you got mad at someone for someone you knew for not paying you back, right? Uh, I'm sure most of us have had uh, one of those feelings before. And this is because there's a direct correlation between uh, money and emotions. And in today's show, we'll go a little bit more in depth on understanding your emotions and being able to use those emotions to improve your financial future. But before we begin, just a reminder, I am not a financial advisor or a tax consultant. Always make sure you do your own research before uh, spending any of your hard-earned money and or investing. So let's get right into it. Um, so, you know, I talked about the emotions, right? So that, that reaction that you typically have. So how do people define or typically define money, right? So how do you define money, right? So if you had to think about it, how would you define money? It's not uncommon for, uh, you know, our society to define money in in four categories. Um, first one being money avoidance or, you know, money is bad, right? That's one. Uh, the second one would be money worship or the fact that, you know, some people think that money solves all problems. Number three is money status or you know, feeling that if you own the best possessions, that gives you status, okay? And then the fourth one is money vigilance or, you know, these are individuals that uh, just believe in saving and keeping quiet, um, really don't do anything with money. So, you know, going back to the, the first one, so money avoidance, let's talk about this one a little bit more. Um so again, these, these type of people that think money is bad and so they avoid trying to even have conversation with money. You know, we, we often hear the saying money is the, the root of, of all evil, right? You probably heard that before. But the original tradition of that saying actually relates the love of money, um, of being root to all evil as more actually referring to greed as opposed to physical money, right? So, you know, think about this. Have you ever come across someone who is well off uh, telling you that money is bad? Probably not, right? Um, uh, that's because I think money can be used for so much greater uh, good than than actually, than actually evil, right? The second... The second definition or the way people typically define money, again, is the money worship, right? So this is the person that thinks money solves all problems. Where, where I do agree with, you know, this is that 
you know, money does not solve all problems, right? So for example, you know, money can't fix a marriage. Money can't make people love you, maybe fake, right? But can't make people genuinely love you. It can't keep you alive. It can't cure sickness. However, money can help uh, put you and your family in better living conditions. It can allow you to fund your own business. It can allow for you to pay for educational expenses for yourself, for your family. Uh, and then ultimately just enjoy extra things in life, right? So those are the things that money can do. Um, the third one, the money status, or, you know, this is the individual that is about possessions. You know, some people feel like having more physical possessions that uh, society deems to be a rich status is better than having uh, a solid retirement account or an emergency fund uh, or, you know, insurance to protect all of your assets. You know, th that's one outlook that, uh, that, that I've changed over the last several years is I, I used to be that, that way towards money. I used to want, um, you know, the materialistic things that, that I thought may, would make me feel better because I, I had them. But the reality is my lifestyle and my funds uh, didn't match with what I was trying to show off. And um, and now I'm actually reverse of that. Now I'm actually more proud of my retirement account. I'm, I'm more proud of my savings account. I'm more happier about the ability to use money to make more money. Uh, and I think that just comes with growth, right? Um, I think that just comes with growth. And then the last one, the money vigilance um, or, or the individual that's about saving. This is just when you put the you know, money away to save, but there's really no strategy, right? So this type of individual is all about saving, um, but doesn't really intend to do anything with it, right? If you remember the stories of, you know, great grandparents that would have money and they just tuck it away underneath the mattress, right? Um, that money did absolutely nothing as far as growth by sitting there. Um, meant, you know, emotionally, did it feel like you were protecting it? Probably, but was it growing for you or was it being put to uh, a good use of making more money? Definitely not. All right. So now here's the thing um, with even with the way that society defines that and, and you probably could relate to one of those four. Um, you can mold positive financial behaviors um, now. Right. So but in order to be able to do that, you have to quantify your your willingness to to change um, so that's where the model of behavior change comes into to place right so most of us will travel through um, several of of these six stages of change throughout our lives and we may experience multiple stages at one time related um, to different uh, personal finance topics right so as you go through your life depending on your uh, financial situation and also just where you're where you are at in life um, it's a possibility that you may come through one of these uh, specific models uh, of, of change so let's get into some of these models of, of change behavior so you know you can help identify uh, why you may feel certain ways um, and then also being able to prescribe an appropriate solution uh, to help you build
positive money management habits. So we'll, again, we'll go through the, the six stages. Um, and, and as I go through each one of these, feel free to take some notes. Uh, maybe you hit the pause button, write something down, make some side notes so you can come back to it. Um, but I think these stages are, are important for you to just be honest with yourself on where you're at, right? Because if, if you're not honest with yourself on where you're at as far as these stages, it's going to be difficult for you to move from, from stage to stage. So starting with the first one, we have the pre-contemplation stage. You know, people at this stage have absolutely no intent to take any action in the near future. Many are even unaware that their behavior is problematic. Um, But in order to get through this stage, you might just need to take time to reflect on how money can help uh, you and think about how you would like to live your life in the future. Right. So you can discuss your emotions concerning money, maybe with um, a trusted loved one, maybe even a mentor. Um, so you can just really get your feelings out about what's causing you or what has caused you to not really take any action towards um, uh, making money changes. The second one is contemplation. Um, so the first one is pre-contemplation. Second one is contemplation. Um, you know, those that are in the contemplation stage are beginning to recognize that their behavior may, may be causing problems. Um, they've begun looking at the benefits and drawbacks of their, you know, of their actions and considering the possibility of change. Um, but at this stage, you know, you might think about maybe one or two personal finance type uh, topics, write them down the reason why you want to improve your knowledge about those topics and then just take a slow approach to educating yourself or seeking the education to get you more comfortable with the topic. The third one is preparation. Okay, so uh, preparation is for people who have reached um, a point where they developed the intentions to act. Okay, Uh, sometimes procrastination can can delay your movement when you're in this stage. Um, but you know, when, when you're at this point, it's about taking the small steps to help you motivate yourself towards the next action. So for example, um, you could, uh, one small step could be just increasing your contribution to your 401k. If you have a 401k, maybe you have it set at 3% per paycheck contribution. Maybe your first step is saying, you know what, I'm going to increase it to 4%, maybe 5%. Or you may have a plan of saying, I'm going to increase it from 3% to 4% for 30 days and see if that impacts my my livelihood. If not, you have another goal target of getting to 6% by the end of the year or whatever your target is, right? Um, or it could be as simple as having a target of saving a certain amount of money uh, by the end of each month. So maybe, you know, you may reflect on your normal spending habits and say, you know what, for, for the month of October, my goal is to pay myself first uh, $50 and I'm going to put it in my savings account. And I'm going to do that for three straight months. And and then if you meet that, then is it six months, then one year, right? Um, and it's sometimes seeing these small results uh, or the results of these small actions is what can help propel you to making greater changes um, around your behavior. The fourth one is action. 
Okay. So, you know, by the action stage, people have made some modifications already to their behaviors, to their lifestyle. Um, you know, they follow up on, you know, the education and small successes to keep the momentum going. Um, you know, at this stage, you might be at a point where, you know, you're negotiating um, your car insurance rate with your your carrier, right? Um, you, you might be implementing a debt payoff plan, right? So you have a very specific plan on paying off your credit card uh, balance by X date or X amount of months. Or you're making a commitment to um, sign up for an investment workshop, um, or maybe even taking one of my courses, right? <laughs> but um, again, action is you're you're making a very specific and intentional decision to um, uh, to make change. And then you know, with while you're at this stage, you should review your progress towards your your goals, right? So you can uh, frequently see the benefits of your actions. And then the last one is maintenance. So those who reach the maintenance stage, you know, they've changed their behaviors. They have a plan to maintain them. Um, you know, they pre they prevent relapse to past negative behaviors uh, by constantly doing a check in on their progress. Right? Um, you know, they're 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 more so keeping the conversation about finances as part of their new norm. Um, and you know, at this stage, you know, it's possible for for individuals because they've already built up the habits to uh, regularly reward themselves um, because of their accomplishments without um, going back into those uh, old habits. So when it comes down to setting financial goals, um, here's the thing about setting financial goals. It, it's your choice, right? So before you can set financial goals, I would say, think through a couple of these questions, right? And again, be honest with yourself. Think about what style, what lifestyle is it that you want to live, right? There's no right or wrong answer. It's the kind of lifestyle that you want to live. Um, who do you want to share your time with, right? Time is valuable. Time is something you don't get back. You know, what kind of, what are the things that you like to have, right? Is it a nice car? Is it a, a bigger house? Um, is it just being able to buy yourself free time so you can take, you know, a three day weekend every month, right? Um, is it, is it about traveling? Is it that you want to travel the world? You know, do you want to spend more time with a hobby, right? So when you're setting your financial goals, think about all of those things because it's going to be important that you align your goals to those things. Okay. So to break it down, even, <clears throat> excuse me, to break it down even a little bit further, um, you know, here, here's a five part outline to help you get started. Right. So when you think about setting financial goals, try not to overcomplicate it. Okay. So number one, write down your dreams, right. Uh, and, and I'm not going to even put a, a cap on what that is. Just write down your dreams so you can, uh, physically see what your dreams are on paper. Then the second thing is you want to organize your goal, right? So how are you going to, um, what are some of your initial thoughts to get your uh, dreams into more of a goal setting? Third thing is create a rough plan, right? So just sketch it out. Remember, this is um, your financial goal setting. So you can erase, make edits as you get more involved and as you get more information of 
or you, you come across some challenges and obstacles. You can make edits, um, but it's easier to make edits when you have a, a physical plan. Uh, the fourth one, which is important, is review your goals often. Um, you know, one of the things that I do um, at the start of this year, um, and, and this isn't by any means tied to, um, you know, New Year resolutions goals. It's more of very specific financial goals. I, I start the year off and typically in the month of December is when I will put goals that I want to accomplish in the following year. Um, and I write them down and I try to ensure that I'm being specific about what those goals are um, and then review them. And then I, po I post them actually on my bathroom wall. And, um, you know, it's it's a good reminder every morning I wake up and I, I go into the bathroom. I see what my goals are. OK. And um, number five, again, one of the reasons why I do that is because if you can see it, you can believe it. Right. It's a good reminder um, the more that you see it, it becomes more realistic that you can achieve it. So, you know, we, we've, we've heard of, you may have heard of smart goals before, right? So basically smart goals are clear statements of the anticipated outcomes you want to achieve, right? So without goal written goals, we have no sense of direction. It's like, you know, driving to a place you've never been, uh, without a map or, or GPS. When you have written goals, you, your roadmap is that is a roadmap that leads you to the intended direction. So your goals may change over time and that's okay, but you will find that writing your, your writing out your goals, your initial goals will help you um, start planning your future. And you know and the last thing I'll say is don't forget the balance, right? So it's important to to clearly write out the goals. Um, and, and it's definitely, uh, great to keep the focus on there, but you want to make sure that you are, uh, balancing your life, right? Goal setting can improve every aspect of your life. Um, you know, you want to, don't forget things like your family, uh, physical health, you know, I mentioned earlier, spending a little bit of money on yourself to recognize your accomplishments, um, don't forget about your spiritual self, you know, dedicate time for med meditation. Um, giving back is also important. It's also a good feeling, right? Uh, once you get to a point where you can give back and contribute to your favorite charity, donate your time. And then the last one is making sure that you balance career and personal growth, right? Build um, your personal confidence, learn something new. Um, you know, if you combine all of those things together, uh, you're definitely on track to improve not only yourself, but your financial future. I hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information about my services, please visit my website at behaviorwealthconsulting.com. Also, if you'd like to hear more about a specific topic for future episodes, email me directly at behaviorwealthconsulting at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Behavioral Wealth Consulting Podcast. For more information on how we can help you design an effective financial strategy through behavioral changes, visit us at behavioralwealthconsulting.com.